Fit for Life Radio. We are here, episode number 76. Are you sure about that? <laughs> this is our first one at our new podcasting room. Our new studio. Yeah. Studio sounds a little too too professional. We should put those little foam things on the wall and then it's a studio, right? Yeah. Oh, to the sound thing. Mm-hmm. And the sign outside the door. That's what on air. With the, oh, the yeah. turns on. Yep. And as you hear, we have a guest today, Mr. Joe Roth. AKA Joe Cool Runner. Joe Cool, baby. On Instagram. Influencer. Is that right, Joe? That's right. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Obviously, we've tried this a couple times, so I'm excited to be here. If this, is our, this is our yeah. third attempt. We had, we had roadblocks and obstacles. <laughs> roadblocks being getting knocked down by a COVID shot. So, so here so we I, are. That's so why I did mine on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Joe is a client at Coastal Strength and Fitness. He's been there since January 2017. So four, dude, four years. Four years. Over four Over years. Over four years. Damn. Mm-hmm. So Joe, Joe's a, a runner, a gardener. He's a dad, husband. Um, and he, you know, trains with us as well. So he kind of does yeah. a lot. How, how young are you, Joe? 55 years young. 55. If right. you saw Joe, you wouldn't. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. believe that. There's, it's like I've told no you way. guys, I've been... At Coastal now for four years, I, at this age, I feel like I'm in the, the best shape of my life right now. Yeah, yeah that was rad. one thing I wanted to make sure we touched on is, well, so for one, you started Coastal four years ago when you were 51, or, and then which before that, what were you doing? Where was your situation? Because you've made a lot of changes. Um, I know like body compositions changed. Your running performance has has changed, and also your you know your nutrition, a lot of change, right? And most people really after the age of like thirty, they're kind of pack it in and think that this you know, is it. This is it. This is, this is as good as this it gets. Too hard. So you want to maybe talk about some of that a little? Yeah, you know. So you know, there's kind of that that curve everybody goes through. You're young, you're active, you're doing stuff. You get married, you have kids. You know, you're a father, you're a husband, dealing doing doing things with kids all the time. And so you kind of back off on Mm -hmm. the kind of the physical piece a lot of times. And as the kids get older and you're getting older, you'll start realizing, Oh man, you know, you look at the old pictures and stuff and you're like, man, I need to get get back into things. And so, you know, having been on active duty, you know, I had to do the, you know, the mile and a half run every year for the physical fitness test. So, I mean, I was running, but I was just running because I Mm kind of had to to pass the physical fitness test. It wasn't a, it wasn't a passion. Mm-hmm. And then I, and while I was still on active duty, the base gym here at Langley, they had uh, they, a gym class they called Fit Force. Uh, so, Fit Force. So that was at 5 30 or, or 6 o'clock. It was mm-hmm. a morning class. And so you, you'll see a trend here with me in the, in the mornings. And, and Joe's stuff. a morning guy. Yeah. <laughs> if, just to preface everything, like he is <laughs> the morning guy. And so I was doing the Fit Force, which was great. It was three times a week. You went in. You know, the instructor was there. They, you know, here's the workout. And, you know, it was a, mm-hmm. it was a lot of body weight stuff because it wasn't kind of using weights per se. Mm-hmm. Um, some kettlebell stuff and things like that. And we kind of like the 430 class now or the old 530 class. You know, there was a core five or six of us that became friends. And, you know, it's just one of those you enjoyed being around them with them and doing the the workouts and stuff. And then the base did away with those classes. And so I started going to the gym on my own uh, at Langley, but you know, I, it was so easy in the morning when the alarm would go off and you go, ah, you know, <laughs> ah, I'll go this afternoon. Yeah. You, you hit the alarm, you roll back in bed. Cause there, there was also no, nobody there holding you accountable. Yeah. There yeah. Was, Just there, you. Yeah. And there was no kind of group there of, yeah. Oh man, I know I'm tired. I can, mm-hmm. but I want to go be with those that group. So yeah, it makes a big difference. I talk with a lot of new people inquiring about the gym, about how it's class based, and that's a huge difference from a regular gym where you can say I'm going to the gym today, but it's super open ended and it's easy to find stuff to get in the way. Whereas if you're like, well, you've reserved a time slot, you know that there's coaches and other people that are expecting to see you. It's yeah. just a whole another layer of accountability. And back then, you know, again, it was a good class. But it was the class. I showed up for the class. Mm-hmm. I did the class, went home, went to work after that. But there was no other pieces and parts of the system that what I've, I, what I'll say I've kind of built as a system over time, especially mm-hmm. coming through working with Coastal. 
And so the class went away and I, again, I was trying to do things on my own. I went to another person I knew at another gym uh, that does a lot of just personal training. And I was looking for that, again, that class atmosphere that Jim used to do classes and stuff. And I was recommended, you know, hey, go check out Coastal. And they told me where Coastal was at the time. And I'm going, I drive by that shopping center. It's literally <laughs> around the corner no from me. There. There's no gym there, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. So the one day I put it in the GPS and I'm freaking, I pull into the, the parking lot there and I'm like, and I see the sign about jazz or size, whatever. And I'm like, what? And, you know, so I kind of slowly creep up to the door and I'm like kind of looking in. And it was a class that Ben was teaching, Ben and Kristen and stuff. And oh, at first I looked in, I went, oh, crap, this is CrossFit. You know, mm-hmm. that was my first kind of yeah. thought because I also had tried a, a CrossFit gym one time for like that one week trial period. And I talked to Ben for a while little while and then i was like you know okay you know i asked him some of the questions about the the workouts and things and so i was like hey i'm going to disney gonna run the dopey challenge at disney don't want to start now but when i get back you know i'll i'll, I'll want to start at the gym and so that's kind of how i i got ended up with uh, us ended up with, with coastal <laughs> yeah. stumbled into our jazzercise parking lot mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so at that time the dopey challenge what was that like a marathon or a so it's half a marathon or? it's a yes it's a Thursday 5K, Friday mm-hmm. it's a 10K, Saturday's a half marathon, and Sunday's a full marathon. So Which one did days. you do? All four. Okay. So you do all four. Oh, so the challenge is all four of them. All four yeah. in four days. And <laughs> the challenge for me is packing my suitcase. <laughs> exactly. Get on a flight. So as you were saying, well, you know, Joe's a morning person, so you know oh those races start at like five five thirty in the morning. So you're up at like three to catch the bus to get to the start. I think line. It's, you're still delirious <laughs> by the time you run, so you don't realize what you're doing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, and the reason I started at Coastal also was I was starting to kind of really get that kind of that passion for running. And, you know, one of the pieces was working on my, my strength, especially my leg strength to help me, help me with the running. So that's kind of what part of the original motivation coming into to Coastal was. Yeah. And one thing you've said before, so kind of, um, and you weren't a big guy, you know, when you started or overweight per se or anything, but you've lost 25 pounds. Um, so kind of as a runner, you know, a lot of times, um, so running is a great sport. The tough part is one of the great things about running is a super low barrier to entry. You can just slap on some shoes, step outside and, and do it. Maybe. But it's, I, I always find it, um, Ironic's probably not the right word, but a lot of people are scared to go to the gym, right? They think I need to get in shape before I like go do something, say like coast or, or whatever. Um, but I've always found in reality, running is a sport where you want to kind of have, you know, maybe, maybe quote unquote, get into shape in that, um, you have to remember it's a, essentially a body weight based sport. You're moving your body from point A to point B. So if someone say overweight or obese they're going to be able to improve their running much more in the beginning by losing weight versus doing a ton of running because more running is going to be more pounding on their joints and you and then their form is going to have to compensate so um talk about and you got it probably double whammy right and as far as like good things happening from you started losing body fat um you started gaining muscle and strength right so now your body's becoming much more efficient, which is going to improve your running. So to like kind of describe how that felt or the process. Yeah. So like you, you were describing there, when I started the gym, I had really no intentions of coming to the gym to lose weight Mm -hmm. per se. It was more about building leg strength to help, help facilitate my running and be less, you know, injury prone while I was running. Cause prior to that, I was, my IT band was always acting up on me. And so it was more about working on my my strength, and so over time at the gym, when I first got in there, the five thirty class, you know, we we call ourselves the five thirty boys, five of us, the, <laughs> the squad, the, the, yeah, the squad. I mean, we each, you know, kind of had our one lift that we we're probably better than the other at, or mm-hmm. a little bit stronger, but we're just constantly pushing each other and challenging each other. And uh, at that time, you know. I thought, yeah, strength, I got to deadlift 450 pounds, you know, and then over time I was like, you know, that's great. But if I really want to get into this more long endurance running, 
Does it match up? Does it match up? And so over time, I've adjusted what I do at the gym of, okay, I don't need to do that super heavy max Mm -hmm. one rep, whatever. Because to chase that, you're going to sacrifice your running. Yes. Right. And so I backed off. And so I work with Ben all the time in the mornings about when I look at the board and stuff going, hey, here's what I got going on for the weekend or what I just came Mm -hmm. off of the weekend. Here's how we should, can we adjust this or, you know, hey, I'm not going to go heavy today. I'm going to go light Mm -hmm. or vice versa. So, you know, over time, kind of the weight loss, again, was not a priority. It was Mm -hmm. just a A side effect 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 of of strength training and going back to the system, listen to your podcasts, uh, frozen vegetables. I'll throw out frozen vegetables because I don't know, podcast 20 something, whatever you guys were talking about, frozen vegetables. Yeah, that was a, that was, you know, one one of those things that, that hit me was like, you know, they're right. Cause my wife would go to the grocery store. She'll buy some fresh vegetables, throw mm-hmm. them in the bin. And all of a sudden things happen. You don't eat the vegetables for a couple of days. Next thing you, know, you open up the drawer and yeah. you're, you're throwing like, away sad carrots. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the frozen vegetables, you know, if I go to the group run on, on Wednesday nights or yoga on Tuesday nights, when I get done, I can pull out those frozen vegetables out of the bag, throw them in the microwave or somewhere else. And, mm-hmm. and they taste just as good, if not yeah. better. And yeah. it's available. It's not, uh, there's nothing else here to, to, to eat or do. So, you know, so learning things through the podcast, listening to you guys and not always just grabbing everything that came out of one podcast, but it's little bits yeah. and pieces. Oh, yeah. Brussels sprouts four years ago. Yeah. I never would even th- consider eating a Brussels sprout. Now <laughs> it's like, holy cow, these things are really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you're the perfect example of, um, a lot of times some, you know, at the gym we have, we do deep dive one-on-one consultations and nutrition coaching and um, super accountability. Whereas you've always, for the most part, like, yeah, you don't, you show up pretty, pretty, pretty consistently. And then you never dug in. I don't think with any of us real specific nutrition, but you kind of listen to all the podcasts and just take the information and apply stuff. Um, And that's what we always say, like whether the stuff we post on Instagram, the podcast, all the free content, all the quote unquote answers are literally all there. Most people like it's not that that's missing. It's not the information. You can get the information anywhere for free. It's being able to apply it. Uh, And then there's some people need different levels of um, accountability for the application. But yeah, you know, with you taking, you would always tell me each week, oh, I've been applying, yeah, something from the yeah, podcast. Always. It's, yep. It's always little, little bits and pieces, you know, so mm-hmm. that 40 minute podcast, frozen vegetables out of 40 minutes, the only thing that struck to me was frozen vegetables. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Diff- it's a difference maker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's made a huge difference. And, um, you were mentioning something there that, uh, struck a note with me too. Um, with but, the, the podcast or the not needing kind of being consistent oh, yeah. with your actions. So, so yes, I, you know, <clears throat> I've not sat down with you or Will or Diego or anybody and like, and tore through my, mm-hmm. my diet and everything else. But listen again, listen to the podcast and talking about those little things, you know, the, yeah. you've talked about clients who think, well, I'm only eating X. And then when you sit down and you break it apart, you realize there's something during that day that they're doing yep. that they just subcon just didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of did that too. So early on, I, I was kind of the, you know, you got to eat throughout the day kind of graze to keep mm-hmm. everything calm. Uh, yeah. The old 1980s. Fired up. Yeah. yeah. And so I have like 10 o'clock in the morning, I'd have like a banana and then three o'clock in the afternoon, I would have a Greek yogurt, you know, and then one day I'm like, you yeah, know, let me try something. So I cut both of those out and realized it really didn't make a difference for me. Yeah, like I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. And then sometime later, you know, so that's whatever a banana is for calories and then mm-hmm. Greek yogurt. So those are that many calories less out of my diet. And then two, two years ago now, I was going mm-hmm. to New Zealand to run a marathon with my neighbor. And I was shopping and buying some clothes. And all of a sudden, I put on some pants. I told my wife to, you know, grab the, the normal waist size mm-hmm. that I usually wear. And I put them on and I was like, these don't fit. <laughs> and then I went down to the size that I probably wore 15, 20 years ago. And I'm like, well, this is odd. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when I realized that over time, just not because I set out to do it, but because of the changes and things that I implemented mm-hmm. that maybe not consciously realize that, Hey, if I do this, this is going to help me mm-hmm. lose weight. 
I just made changes in my diet and nutrition, consistently running, consistently coming to the gym and strength training that just over, say, it, it was really about a two-year period. Again, so this wasn't the, the hey, I lost 10 yeah, pounds I in a, a month. Six-week challenge. Yeah. yeah. I all of a sudden woke up one day and realized that through all these changes between mm-hmm. diet, consistently going to the gym, running, and things like that, and sleep, that all of a sudden, two years yeah. later, I'm 20, 25 pounds lighter. Yeah. Um, it, it's a result of your habits. It's yeah. Not, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and then it's super sustainable because it's – habits that you were living gradually kind of grew into. And it's, I think you guys talked about it in the last podcast too. It's not the the keto diet or you can only eat this specific mm-hmm. food every day because that's not sustainable. But what I've created is a sustainable process for mm-hmm. myself. Again, for sure. Frozen vegetables. I don't meal prep per se, but you know, you guys have talked about rice. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I cook rice ahead of time, put it in the Tupperware. And again, with those frozen vegetables, after I come home from the group run, I can throw rice in a pan with those frozen vegetables, some other spices, whatever, cook, heat it up. And I've got with some protein and I've got this awesome, awesome meal. Mm -hmm. That was easy. That was easy versus stopping at Chick-fil-A or Burger King or or somewhere else on Mm -hmm. the way home and getting some French fries and other stuff. And it's just it's nutritious and it, uh, you know, su- yeah. supports what and I'm just so the do. listeners know, Joe just mentioned eating rice and he lost 25 pounds and has six pack abs, right? You can so, eat rice. <laughs> um, and the great thing too, this is why I love when people have like a hobby that's like running or something performance based is that naturally makes you want to make better, uh, food choices because, you, you, you'll kind of compare to how certain things feel and relate to your okay. performance, right? A lot of times okay. when people are fine eating a bunch of junk food, if you, that, you know, you can kind of get by, but it affects your workouts, right? So then you start making uh, better choices because you, you'll feel the difference in your performance and everything. Well, you know, I, my last name doesn't uh, show it, but my mom was hundred percent Italian. I grew up in an Italian family and my grandfather would always be like you know second third mm-hmm. bowls of, of pasta you know yeah. i grew up on eating pasta and there's the old cliche that when you for like a marathon you got a mm-hmm. carbo yeah, load carb the night load, before yeah. what i have found actually is it doesn't work for me yeah it, it's it, I, I go to bed with a gut and my you know my mm-hmm. stomach is just feels oh yeah loaded yeah. i wake up in the morning sounds I don't feel awful good, <laughs> yeah but with, i've kind of switched to rice i actually feel like rice yeah, well, because it's so easy to digest yeah, and it's yeah. not going to be heavy. And it's basically like pure starch, you know. Yeah. So um, that probably is better than pasta yeah. or really anything else. And pasta is going to be easier to eat a ton more because it's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. flour. It's made from flour, right? Whereas <laughs> yeah. rice is still somewhat, even if it's white rice, which the bran is processed off, but it's still the whole form. Um, and I'm mixing the rice with vegetables and other mm-hmm. protein and stuff. It's yep. not just and that's the other thing. So when you take rice by itself. Um, even pasta and it gets a bad rap. Well, also most people like they'll give you just sit there and eat a bunch of pasta, but there's no protein with it. Right. So it's taking the whole picture into effect. Um, but now let's also pivot a little. So a lot of the roadblocks and obstacles we see when people embark on running is uh, injuries, you know? Um, so talk about now get, first of all, it's, Maybe talk about a little bit how much you do run now so that people can really grasp that like you are able to do a lot of running and be pain free and and avoid injuries and And recover really well. Yeah. And so, you know, mentioning when I started at Coastal, my IT band would act up on me quite a bit. And uh, so part of I wanted to get stronger and try to prevent the IT band from from flaring up on me. So back then, before I started Coastal, I was, I'd have to go back and look now, it was probably 500 miles maybe in a year total, which I thought was a lot. And for me at that time, it was a lot. So over time, I've progressively, every year, I've increased my yearly mileage. And so last year, I think it was about 1,200, 1,220, mm-hmm. 1,200 miles yeah. is Jesus. what I did. Now, in the running group I'm part of, I mean, that's probably more like middle of the road, actually. Yeah. There was one woman that lives in my neighborhood. She did 3,000 miles last year. Yeah. Um, but I've done 1,200 miles, 
And I won't say I'm injury free. I mean, there's a little yeah, medicine here and there, but nothing um, to, that then prevents you from running. Right? No, no. Um, and so I've increased, doubled my running mileage annually since I've been going to the gym, decreased rates mm-hmm. of injuries and things. And I feel stronger and I'm running longer distances at a time now too. It's not just, you know, three miles every day yeah. or something, but uh, I can run longer, longer distances. And so, you know, I guess the ultra distances is what, where my passion is now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, could you imagine strapping on a 25 pound book bag and having a, you know, so I, I think about yeah. that actually sometimes <laughs> when I'm out there, yeah. they're running is that, you know, and I think you guys have talked about this in the podcast when people lose a lot of weight and then you pick up like a 25 pound yeah. plate and you like realize you this. Yeah. yeah, you were carrying that around. And so, you know, that's probably also helped me facilitate my running and mm-hmm. going longer distances and less injury free is that although I felt good and I felt strong four years mm-hmm. when I started at Coastal cutting 20, 25 pounds, I do feel stronger. I feel leaner. I feel uh, more flexible, mm-hmm. you know, and doing all the yoga and stuff at the gym. Yeah. Uh, it, I just, yeah. I feel like I'm, I was telling Jillian yesterday after yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday after yoga, I said, you know, the interesting thing is at this point at my age, not only do I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, but I feel like I'm more capable of doing things that I want to. So when I was 25, I can't bench what I bench press mm-hmm. when I was 25 years old. Yeah. None of us can. <laughs> but what I, what I can do today are things that I would not have even contemplated, or I don't think even mentally I was, mm-hmm. would have, even though I was Physically, physically able to yeah. do it. I could yeah. not have done what I did. I'm doing yeah. now that I'm able to do today mm-hmm. at this age that between the strength training and all the other pieces and parts that have all come together that, you know, it's just, and we were talking earlier before we started here, you can hear me now. I'm getting passionate about running and, mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. and that stuff there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, today I, I, I look in the mirror and I'm going, holy crap. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just where I've in the four years, even coming to Coastal, where I've taken myself again mm-hmm. because of podcasts and just the people I'm around and everything else. Mm-hmm. I've built this this system around me that has just yeah, elevated. That I never, if you had come to me and said, Joe, in four years, this is what you're going to be doing mm-hmm. and what you're going to be like, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. yeah. Like, and think about even way. for your mental health, right? And just um, most, most of the time as we age, we it's the opposite. We cocoon up, right? We're like, we stop doing new things. We, and then, and then you get sad and miserable. Whereas you create, I mean, that's the beauty of something like a gem, like coastal and your running community is you have, yeah, these little communities and, um, outlets and things like that. Oh, no, I mean, and I think that's the other piece that I've noticed too, is, you know, I've always been an introvert for the most part, but as I've gone to the gym and I've done all the running and everything mm-hmm. else. I've actually become more of an extrovert. Yeah. Uh, I mean, four or five years ago, I probably would have sat here and gone, um, podcast. No, <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that. You, know, yeah. you guys asked me to come on the podcast. I'm like, awesome. Let's go yeah. talk about, Let running. share let's, this. Let's talk about what I've learned mm-hmm. and what I've put together that could help other people. So one, one thing to tell me what you think about this. So I've talked about this before with the coaches. So one thing about coastal I've noticed and cause I'm naturally an introvert as well and Same. I've noticed we get a lot of introverts in this group training, right? And I've always thought about, I think that's because we can read people well and tell like maybe people who want to be talked to and engaged with in a certain mm-hmm. way. And the people who are literally, you can check in with them and you, they don't want to, you know, maybe yeah, engage too much. And we, we can recognize that. Yeah. And we're also not, not that this is wrong. It's just, I think, there is a place in the market for it. most gyms, most, you know, fitness trainers, most programs. You think of that like real, you know, Jillian Michaels, Bob, you know, biggest loser in your face, in your face yelling, with the, head, with the headphones on, yelling, screaming, you know, trying to like call you out. And you're just like, oh, I don't want to be noticed. Um, whereas our approach is actually more. Um, yeah, it's group training, but we typically address people in individual fashion. We get to know you, yes. um, and we're just kind of coaching you more on an individual level, right? Because say we had headphones on and we're screaming at and people. we're screaming and then we have to ask you or tell you something, Joe, like, Hey, fix that lower back on that. Now all of a sudden you feel 
in the spotlight. In, in a, yeah, in a weird everybody's situation. looking at you yeah, like, so, "Oh, am I doing this right? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I've only got twenty five pounds here." And everybody's I think, like, and, you, and then you're uncomfortable, and yeah. you don't want to be be a place you're uncomfortable because with. none of us want that either. Yeah, like we're all pretty introverted, and like, dude, I don't want the spotlight on me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do enjoy the spotlight a little bit, but like, you know, when I'm working out, like, I don't want to be called out, man. Like, that's yeah. probably the worst thing in the world. Yeah. So I recognize that most people, especially, you know, people come to the gym because. You know, they want to be better. They want to lose weight or they want to feel better about themselves. So in a, like a, a place like that, calling somebody somebody out or putting the spotlight on them is generally what people don't want. So, you know, creating that environment where they feel welcome and like, you know, I'm going to be coached and I'm going to be taken care of. But, you know, I'm not going to feel yeah. like I'm being, um, you know, ridiculed or put in the spotlight or talked down on or anything like that. And I think the way we have it set up where there's usually like three stations allows yeah. everybody to kind of be dispersed, dispersed yeah. doing their own thing over the corner that everybody's not doing the same thing, all looking at each other. Oh, going, yeah. Okay. What are they lifting? And, you yeah. know, we, you know, in the mornings with Ben, you know, Ben does a great job of just very quietly walking around and just kind of walking up to you going, Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Hey, Hey, just work on this, you know, Hey, just adjust this a little mm-hmm. bit. And so again, he's not that, Hey, you get it, you know, yeah. He's just yeah, sort tighten of tighten up, Joe. Yeah, you know, he's just sort of, you know, hey, nudging you along, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, I can fix this. Exactly, and we, and I think we've just found that's an effective way to coach. Yeah, you know, it's a, yeah. it's just a personal thing, and um, it, you could even probably say it's probably even better, and then one on one, right? Because then one on one, you have someone with you every second, and you're probably like, yeah. ah, whereas yeah, you know, here you can kind of. Um, you know, you get just enough attention, yeah, but you get your, yeah. you get the touch and, and you get the attention, but that attention is always going to be, you know, wandering to other people that, that need it. So you get, I think just enough in that situation. Yeah. So about your running, let, how much do you, I'm curious uh, about, so we'll lay a baseline for people. So most people that come to coastal or in strength training in general, especially if you have a hobby like running, you, you can't spend all your time strength training, nope. but nope. So a good baseline would be like three hours a week, three sessions a week. Um, and for a lot of people, that's the commitment. That's all they have right now. You have more time. So for you, especially now your, your kids are grown um, and you spend a lot of extra time with your sport of running. What does that look like for you? Yeah. And do you run alone most of the time? How much do you run with the running group? How's that look? So it's a balance in priorities. Um, you know, maybe part of the reason I've been able to ramp up is my youngest graduated from college two years ago. So, you know, before following the, my kids around for college sports and stuff, you know, there was a kind of a, a limiter there of, hey, you know, I don't just don't have that much mm-hmm. time. Yeah, you have other priorities. And now that they're all graduated and everything, it's like, okay, I can, I can really focus in on this. So, you know, I'll run through like my typical week. So yeah, where I used to do some of the Tuesday, Thursday workouts at the gym, I did SmackDown and then I start, you know, Mm -hmm. I would do SmackDown. Then I started doing yoga and I was doing some SmackDown yoga. You know, I do the Monday, Wednesday, Friday consistently in the gym. I don't do Tuesday, Thursday because I'm doing that aerobic conditioning component from your running on the side. Saturday mornings, I I used to try to do SmackDown and then mm-hmm. yoga, but I just didn't like that feeling coming off of SmackDown going into yoga. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I just <laughs> it's brutal, man. Yeah, yoga on on Saturday mornings, and then usually Tuesday mornings, I'm part of a we call it Track Tuesday because we used to go over to the CNU track mm-hmm. and do speed work on Tuesday mornings when CNU was open pre yeah. pre COVID. Wednesday mornings after class, I'll usually go out and run three four five miles and then uh, there's a wednesday night group run over tradition brewery that we uh that's part of a flat out events type event mm-hmm. we uh i run with that group there it's a great you know motivator to be there with all those other people um, yeah and that's like every wednesday every wednesday evening yeah and that's cool thursday morning you know we, we haven't talked about like rest and recovery and things mm-hmm. like that too but thursday morning thursday is my no kidding you guys have talked about this too you know, you can't go seven days a week. Nah. You got to mm-hmm. give your body. So Thursday is definitely my, I do nothing. Mm-hmm. I sleep in, get that solid eight hours of sleep. And it's amazing. I've talked to Ben about this. You know, everybody talked about recovery and, and stuff, but it's amazing how much 
just a good solid eight hours of sleep. Oh yeah. Does. I mean, you go from, man, I am just completely worn out to you get a solid eight hours of sleep. You wake up and you feel completely refreshed and mm-hmm. it's just, it's amazing. Uh, it's the one thing too, as I've gotten older that I've realized is uh, sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, my very first assignment in the Air Force, I was at Wordsmith Air Force Base on uh, Lake Huron. On the, they called it the sunrise size side. And at that age, you know, your early 20s are kind of like, who wants to get up early? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the man, burn through the night, you know, go to bed as the sun's rising and sleep. And then as I've gotten older, it's like, no, I want to be up early with the sun for rising. Sunrise. And for me, it's, it's actually energizing, you know, yeah. to, to rise with the sun. And then... You know, it's like, oh, I'll go to bed early yeah. and get up yeah. early. Um, so kind of diverted there a little. My kids always laugh at me because my stories <laughs> never go in a straight line. That's, yeah, um, that's fine. So Saturday morning, consistent yoga with Jillian. I think the yoga, um, you know, helps a lot with the stretching and just recovery. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's relaxing. There's a relaxation piece there for yeah. me that that just, I think, helps just kind of bring everything down. Yeah. And I draw, so on Tuesday afternoon, I forgot Tuesday evening too, I do an online yoga session too. So I got yoga twice a week, the gym three days a week in terms of strength training, mm-hmm. and then uh, yoga twice a week. And Tuesday morning group run, usually run on Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, definitely Wednesday evening, run Friday morning after gym. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it in a little while now, but usually I used to do, uh, maybe go run three miles before yoga. So it wasn't a, a hard pounding uh, yeah. smackdown, but it was just a, an no. easy run, warm up. It's kind, kind of, of aerobic. Get, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Before I got into, into yoga and then Sundays is, is my, is my long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what is a long run? Like how, how far is that for you? <laughs> so on average, maybe. So it just, it depends on uh, what I'm training for. You know, right now I'm training for a 50 mile race in June out in Damascus. So it could be upwards of four hours, um, you know, 13 miles. It just depends on where I am in the training program. And so most of the training programs I follow is usually go long and then the next mm-hmm. weekend draw, bring it back to like eight miles. So eight miles would be a, a consistent average long run on the weekends. But okay. every other weekend would go longer and a progressively longer, longer weekend. I got it. So, so you run, what is that? One, two what, three, maybe four days a week? Yeah. Is that what least, it comes out yeah. to? So you don't run seven days a week. No, and, you know, I've I've experimented over time. You know, in the running group I'm part of, I see people, you know, they've got their run every day kind of things and, and or high mileage, and I'm like, man, I, I want to be like them. And I've learned over time that everybody's, every, every person's body is built differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've talked with my son about it, you know, my body is not necessarily genetically probably a necessarily a long distance runner type mm-hmm. body, more of a, a sprinter type uh, yep. person. So I've had to train my body, but my body also I've discovered is not a, you know, and there are some people that can go out and run every day and yeah. they're mm-hmm. okay. I've tried it. And after about three weeks, my, my legs and body just say, dude, I'm, yeah, I'm done. Stop. Yeah. Stop. stop this. <laughs> and so what I have found is that, you know, maybe three or four times a week, longer distances three or four times a week actually works better for me than trying to go out every day and run. Yeah. It's just, that's um, what works for me. Yeah. The other two pieces that I, and I don't follow anything like strictly um, this is the, how I run, but uh, incorporating run walk. I look the very first marathon I, I ran, I trained for was Disney Disney's with a, tied in with Jeff Galloway mm-hmm. and he does, he's real big about run walk. And I pulled out his training plan um, and he talked about the run walk and I started doing run walk. Matter of fact, when I first really started getting into running, my neighbor and I used to run together and he would stop every so often and get some water or whatever. I'd be like, mm-hmm. dude, we're running. Yeah. Come on. What are you yeah, doing? You got you you to keep going. You got to keep going. And now we're like the opposite. Yeah. I'm, you know, run walk like a four, four one or four thirty, And, um, uh, and he kind of continues to you know run straight through stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so run, walk, uh, low heart rate, you yeah. know, zone two. When I was training for the New Zealand Marathon, mm-hmm. I had on the Rich Roll podcast, I heard him talk about zone two training, yeah. low heart rate. Have you heard so, like the Mapitone method? And that's the other piece I've yeah. been following yeah. too. Um, you know, I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. And so 
I used to, when I did my long runs, I trained based on really on pace, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, this is the pace I want to go out and run. And you had to keep that pace the whole time. Basically. Yeah. And I would get towards the end of the run and it'd be like, man, I am just freaking hurting. Yeah. And then I would finish with the run and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that hurt. And then I actually finally did some research on zone two, low heart rate and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So even prior to that, it sort of just went, okay, I got to keep a lower heart rate. And what I started discovering on the long runs with the run between the combination of the run walk and the, the low heart rate mm-hmm. zone two training, I get, I come in the gym on Monday mornings after running yeah. a walk on Sunday, like a 20 mile run. And I tell Ben, yeah, you know, I, I stopped at 20 cause that's what the plan said, but I probably could have kept going. Mm-hmm. But the plan said stop at 20. And then that Monday I woke up feeling okay. I wasn't like, yeah. Oh man, you I, aren't wrecked. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. wrecked. And so I, and I discovered uh, the Maffetone method. I don't follow again that exactly. to the letter. Mm-hmm. I read his, he, I read two of his books talking about yeah. diet and nutrition. Um, you know, do the one eighty minus your your age, yeah. plus or minus depending on you know. He's got a couple formulas things, formulas yeah. in there that says, hey, if you've just started running, then subtract this. If you've mm-hmm. been doing this for three years and no injuries, you can add five. And so that's where I I yeah, stay is with it. the with what my math number is for for my long runs and then you know the 80 20 kind of theory is that 80 percent of your runs are, are oh, slow yeah, aerobic based aerobic yeah, based 20%. and then 20 percent. so that's where my tuesday morning track tuesday comes yeah. and i use that as my okay yeah you know yeah, i'm gonna go anaerobic. do speed work my anaerobic yeah. piece and everything else you know you hey you guys on that group run you can take off and do <laughs> your seven minute miles I'll, yeah i'm happy here at my nine ten you know i think that's something that um when people start out running, we mentioned how running is so accessible and you can just go out and do it. But I think people, especially maybe when they do it because they think they need to do it to lose weight or whatever, they go out and instead of 80, 20, it might be 20, 80, yeah. you know, or it's really a hundred, a hundred, so a hundred zero. Yeah. Like they, like every run destroys them. And I think people feel like yeah. they have to do that. So um, I think it's important to hear somebody who, you know, runs like you do is in the shape that you do and has the balance that you do to tell people that like 80% of my runs, like I'm just straight aerobic, aerobic. Yeah, you know, yeah. like my heart rate is not, you know, they can't feel it in my temples or anything. Yeah. Um, and, because that really, that's where you should exist with something and, like yeah. that. And let me explain for the listeners. So they kind of have a better idea of what's going on is this is what people don't understand. So you'll watch someone run or see someone run and your perception of their effort is then what people try to mimic or think they have to do. Mm-hmm. But what's, the Maftone method and what's going on is, and when you see these Olympic level runners, right. And they're able to push this ex- crazy pace. Bro, they are cruising. Um, you have to understand though, their heart rate is right on the threshold of the aerobic, you know, anaerobic. Mm-hmm. And once you go anaerobic, so when you're aerobic, your body's kind of able to turn over oxygen, right? And you can fuel it through, through your, you can get enough oxygen. When you go anaerobic, that's when you start getting the burn and you're gasping and your body has to start using carbohydrates for energy. Well, then eventually you're going to run out of carbohydrates too. So you kind of have to refuel. But those people, their aerobic fitness and a lot of at the elite level, as with any elite sport, there's a genetic component. For sure. So their, their genetic component and their, you know, hardworking component, but they're able to perform at a faster pace while staying more aerobic. So if you just start out and you're, you know, out of shape and don't have a huge aerobic base, maybe you did not play soccer or something when you're a kid. Um, Cause if you did, that's 15 years to build an aerobic base, yes. right? Um, then you're, you may just be almost you i mean you could be walking right if you're obese you could be walking and get into an anaerobic range right so what you really have to do is find that aer- the top end of your aerobic range and stay there and for one person that could be walking for one person it could be a slight jog for one person it could be running at a um six minute mile pace but you have to respect that um your fitness levels, and then take the time to build your aerobic, uh, your aerobic fitness, which then is actually going to improve your race day because you'll have, you'll be able to push harder as well. And I think you, you mentioned there the process and I think people hear the term run, I'm going to go run. So they literally think I've got to run and I got to get out or people hear the term jog. Well, joggers aren't runners. Yeah. And I think 
you you hit on an important point there. Again, it's taken me over four years to get where I am. I didn't just go out and go, oh, you know, yep. zone two, boom, I'm I'm out running mm-hmm. twenty miles. Yeah, you've refined this over years. Yeah, and so I think that's what happens a lot of times. People think, oh, I got to go run to lose weight, and they they literally go out the door and they just take off running. Because yeah, and then they want to feel fatigued, and if I feel fatigued, I did more. Yes. That must be more effective. And it hurts mm-hmm. while they're running. They get back and they're like, man, I am so sore. Versus starting mm-hmm. slow and working their way up over time, and then as they're working their way up over time, they're losing weight. And and so you know, there's kind of a Hey, my aerobic base will start building and my weight will start coming down and then you'll meet somewhere and then the two will pass and all of a sudden you're in another area. But I think a lot of times people just, oh, I got to lose weight, so I'm going to start running. And they just take off literally running versus what's the right pace. Yeah, what's the right intensity intensity for me? What's the right distance? My my neighbor a number of years ago, a different neighbor, you know, there's some apps out there, uh, couch to 5k. Yeah, that's a big one. And it literally talks you through it as you're, you know, it'll tell you, okay, jog. And then mm-hmm. I'll say walk. And so it's not just go out and try to run, yeah, no. jog for three miles yeah. and call it good. And every day you try to beat your time. Yeah, yeah no, point. it's, you know, it's a slow, slow mm-hmm. progression. Progression, progression, right? Yeah. And yes. that's the beauty. That's the hard part with running. It's not strength training has natural progression, right? Like you go to do a dumbbell bench press, you grab 15, you can do it for 10. Let me do a little more weight. And then that weight, well, you can only get six. So it's kind of built in, yeah. right? Well, now I've got to keep using these till I can do them for more. Whereas running, it's it's just, there's, it's, it's harder to gauge, right? Because you can push beyond. There's not like weights you're selecting. So really it takes some due diligence to learn kind of these intensities and everything. The other benefit where this, the, someone like you and um, a lot of the running you're doing is in your aerobic range, which is actually, so the problem, whether you do running or hit or anything, if you do tons of high intensity all the time, it's very stressful for your yep. body, yes. which is going to cause problems because it's going to, you need the more stress you cause, the more recovery you're going to need. And then most people, they don't have the recovery down, which is your nutrition and your sleep. So keeping it in an aerobic base can actually help facilitate recovery um so it's like you could look at one person who's like i run 10 hours a week you could have another person says i run 10 hours a week but how you're running is going to be two different things Mm -hmm. and going to cause different outcomes especially with weight loss and things like that so you know it's kind of respecting intensity and um and it's an ego thing too, right? It's very, <laughs> I, I did it when I was out in California. I felt like obligated to be outside more. So it's like, I'm going to start running. I remember when you and did I that. did the um, Maffetone method. And it's very hard because oh, yeah. you're literally going at a lower intensity and stopping yourself from going further. Um, but it's, but yeah, you feel refreshed when you're done. Over time, you notice progression. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, if you're able to keep it aerobic, so, you know, so say I'm staying at like 140 one, and then I make it three miles, right? And, 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 um, and it takes me whatever, 30 minutes. And then over time you start getting faster, yeah. but your actual heart rate is staying the same, which means you're, you're getting in better shape. That, that's the piece that doesn't make sense. To a lot of people is that if I go slow, I'm not going to get faster. Mm-hmm. And in reality, a lot of the studies have actually shown yeah. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is too, you made a good point before to where you have to kind of, you can't compare yourself with others. No. And I wanted to make this point too, like you, you're a perfect example. There's points in your life. You could not give all that you have to the sport of running that you can now because of other life responsibilities. Yeah. So if someone's like, well, I'm going to go be like Joe, but what it, you might not have the time or you might not be ready for that. Same thing. Um, you know, with, with the with like your intensity and stuff if someone yeah played soccer from the time they were five to 18 they're building now they're just playing a sport and having fun but they're building an insane aerobic base so then if you're someone who just maybe did not play sports as a kid and now you pick up running and you also pick up running at the same time as your buddy who just happened to be a soccer player for 20 years and then maybe they're a little better at it than you, and you then you could get frustrated and be like, I got to go harder. But the reality is that you're two different people with different experiences and factors that play a big role. Yeah, you know, the group runs are an example. You you take off, and as 
you know, nobody runs it as the group, but you all kind mm-hmm. of usually leave at the same time. And there's those that just freaking take off and you're kind of like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Should I be going that fast? Fast. Yeah. You know, but then you're like, you remind yourself, no. Yeah. You, I'm not you, that person. You're not that person. Mm-hmm. This is your training regimen. This is what you do. What mm-hmm. best is for you. And if they want to run a seven minute mile, great. If you, you're doing a nine or 10, you're yep. doing nine or 10. If you're doing a 12, you're doing a 12, but you do what works for you, yeah. not trying to compare yourself. I think that's to a others. really hard thing for a lot of people. Um, just not comparing, even lifting, like, you know, people see somebody in the gym and they're like, I should be able to do that. Right. And that like, that's cool. But if you're not there, you're not there. And that's how you, you know, get injured. You're forcing a weight that maybe you're not quite ready for. And yeah. while that person can do that really well, just like we mentioned with the running, like you're going to end up hurting yourself trying to, you might do it, but you might pay for it. Yeah. I mean, Ben tells me uh, there's one person, there's some people you come in after my class and mm-hmm. be kind of like, hey, what did, what did Joe do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what did Joe do? You know? And so, oh, granted now one of them was part of the, the old five thirty mm-hmm. group, but you know, it was kind of that comparison, but you know, you can't, again, I look up at the board and it's like, yeah, one time I did the four fifty yeah. on the deadlift, but now I, yeah. somebody asked me one of the last uh, challenges we did. Hey, did you do that? I'm like, no, because it didn't fit what I was trying to do at yeah. that time in didn't terms make sense. of my training plan. It made no sense. So I'm not going to go. Yeah do that and mm-hmm. affect what yeah, I'm trying your to do. My stuff. goals and priorities exactly, are yeah. different. But then in reality, if someone's brand new, they have, you know, this is their fitness. It's great because it gives them an indicator, right? Well, we, let's see where you're at. Yeah. And then six months from now, you're able to compare. Um, whereas you, we completely know, hey, you do a lot of running. You're very serious about this. And we'll tell you like, yeah, you should skip it. Or mm-hmm. yeah, don't mm-hmm. sweat it, right? Yeah. You do probably like that we switched, I don't know if you noticed, from just kind of like the max deadlift number to the strength ratio. Yeah. So yeah. body yeah. weight. Way more and, relative. And, and yeah. Weight, so. Well, and that's what I've noticed just in the four years at the gym is when I started there, you know, I could definitely move a lot more heavier weights. Yeah. Than but I you're also now. 20 pounds heavier, right? Or Yeah. So that's where it's like. It's so cool. I love looking at the sports. You could be like, well, power lifter. Yeah, let me move as much weight as possible. Whether I have fat or muscle, it doesn't matter. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give me more leverage. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a runner, well, now all of a sudden, your main goal is to move your body from point A to point B. Well, basically, any body fat is going to be unhelpful. So being leaner is going to be better if running is your main priority. Now, it's going to hurt your max lifts, but that's where it's you have balance. to but balance I, it. But I feel more capable. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, because ultimately, and again, if this is someone's sport, that's that's awesome. But in, in the real world, in general fitness, just absolute strength is pretty um, not does not need to be prioritized. Yes. Because think about it in the real world, if something was 400 pounds, like right there, you want to go try to pick it up by yourself, you would ask us to help you. Exactly. Right. So, yes, a certain level of top end strength is good yeah it's gonna help you but beyond that it's just diminishing returns yeah you know um, now but then that's where if that's your sport cool just like with running right yeah most people if they can run a mile really or definitely three, they're physically capable to go run one to three miles that's that's going to be yeah, all, that's awesome. great anything beyond that is diminishing returns yeah. but if it's your sport then yeah then then you know that and then you um, you're doing that for the love of the sport and for the competitive spirit and for mental reasons. And that's awesome and great. And that's, you know, you hit on the mental reasons. I mean, that's where I've evolved with running too. So running for me is it's a passion. It's mm-hmm. not a, Hey, I'm training because I want to be, you know, on the podium, whatever yep. or these different races and stuff. It's just, it's an outlet for me. Yep. When I, when I go running, I mean, I've got to go in the woods. I know. I always, yeah. I always see his posts in the woods. You know, like I get hardwood high. mills. I, I literally get lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. I get on those fire roads and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me go see where this takes me. Yeah. yeah. And a few times I've had to pull out my, my cell phone to kind of go, <laughs> where am I at? <laughs> where am I at? And how do I get back to, you know, the parking lot yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But just being surrounded by nature, being, um, you know, listening to the birds and the sun as it's rising and the, and the, the sun rays are coming streaming through the trees. It, it's just, it, it's, it's just, different, man. Yeah. It's just, it's what makes you feel alive. It energizes yeah. you. It makes you, you know, and not only are you just out there in the woods, but 
you're physically moving. You're, you're, yeah. you're just, you're with yeah. nature. I mean, it's, there's something to it, you know? And so that's the other piece for me about running is it's, it's a passion, but it's also, it gives me freedom too, you know? So it's, I go places and do things or, you know, I love getting lost when I'm running because now all of a sudden I, I find places and things that never knew existed or would have never gone and seen because my legs and one of the things that I do a lot of times is like, okay, I'm going out for a eight, 10 mile run. Next thing I know it's a 12 mile run because I went, you just kind of like a squirrel. Yeah. I'm like a squirrel. Ooh, uh, there's a nut, you know, you take off and you go, Oh, this is really interesting over here. This neighborhood or whatever else. Next thing you know, you're like, Oh crap. I was only going to go 10 miles and now it's, okay, it's going to be 12 or something, you know? So it also for sometimes just forces you to, to go, Mm -hmm. go longer. So I know you do some work with like point two running, a local running store. What for someone like listening, because then too, like, you know, it's probably not the best idea just to go pick up some Nikes and throw them on and then go run 10 miles. (laughs) Go to Dick's and buy, you know, Hey, what's the cheapest pair of running shoes you have? (laughs) Yeah. What's some of the gear that you, you know, you found, over the years and, and I guess in general, like a starter kit, right? If someone's like, I really, you know, like the idea of this community and the sport where, and I want to get into it. So from a physical standpoint and then also like gear and everything, how, how would you start? With- yeah. You know, so you mentioned point two, so point two running company here in Newport news, and they've got a store now over in Chesapeake, you know, they've got some awesome, awesome employees in there, passionate about running. They're all, all runners, anything from ultra marathon runners, down to just the standard 5Ks. Yeah. And uh, they've got a great program in there. When you go in, they've got a, a system in there where they can look at your your arches, they look at your feet, they look at the way you walk, and then based on that and do their, their gait analysis of you, they can go, this is kind of the the better shoe for you that would work best for your your gait and your mm-hmm. style or your distances and things like that. And, the, you know, you can try the different shoes on. And they've got a, a variety of shoes. I think... They used to have like a a runner starter pack, whatever, mm-hmm. where you know for X number of dollars you get you know shorts, t-shirt, shoes. I'm not sure if they still do that or not, but you know they're very passionate in there about about running. They they love helping people get into the sport, and they've got loyalty program and everything else. They've got military discount. If you're a member of the Point uh, Peninsula Track Club, you get a discount in there too. So and they've got pretty much everything that can support you from nutrition to the gear mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, if they don't have it, they can either get it from the Newport news. They can transfer between stores or just order it for you. So, um, it's a great place to go in. They've got a lot of resources in there too, about locations to run group runs, yeah. um, other races and things like that. So it's a, it's a, it's a great, great running. Yeah. Running yeah if store. you want to get into running, I always try to find a specialty store, yes. you know, in your area, um, like in the Hampton Roads area, point two, because like I said, I mean, really, you just can't the, to be able to like have your gait analyzed and then a shoe picked out for you, that's going to save you a lot of, a lot of trouble yeah. from, this, oh, from yeah. the start. Yeah, and you, so, and they carry all wide variety from Hoka's, which are like max cushioning mm-hmm. to some minimalist or, you know, years ago I got into ultra. Yeah. Running yeah. Shoes, yeah. Those are great. Cause they have a wider toe box, wider toe zero box, drop. zero drop. Um, for those that don't know what, we're talking about like with zero drop it's from your forefoot to your heel, how much the shoe elevates. Mm-hmm. I used to run, you know, it's almost like a 12. Mm-hmm. My knees would bother me. I eventually got into ultras. My knees don't bother me anymore. So I, I, I want to say it's because of the drop, but the shoes just, it feels comfortable. So, yeah. um, so that was one piece was just trail shoes, street, sh- or street running shoes. It's all for me, it's mm-hmm. ultras. What, Nice. What works for me? Where would, now, where would you start if someone's like, "Well, I hear y'all, you know, with the nuances of running and not overdoing it." As far as a training program or something simple like, you know, whether it maybe couch to five k, like, what would you recommend as a starting point so that they have some kind of structure? So, so what worked for me was actually Jeff Galloway. He's got some mm-hmm. training programs, and what I liked about his when I trained for my first marathon was unlike some other marathon training plans. He literally only has you run like three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. That's it. Even for a marathon, yeah. he three or four times. And um, and then he combines the run walk. So like as yep. a beginner, you're not trying to go out and run five, six, seven yeah. days a week. 
you're running only a couple of days, it's shorter distances, you're running walking, so yeah. you're not so just... it's actually helping constantly. develop that mindset yeah. of not an all-or-nothing approach of some balance. Yeah, and so, you know, like for a marathon, but he's got him at the training plans for 5K out to marathon. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, but, you know, my first exposure was a marathon training plan. Again, I loved it because it was like a Tuesday, Thursday run, 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Not actually, you know, go run five miles, but it was a time thing. And yeah. then on the weekends, he had you do your long run. The other nice thing about his training plans, too, is a lot of them are like 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. His is more like, I say, 26. So yeah. what he does is he starts you out farther back yeah. and has you more gradually build He's up into it versus mm-hmm. just jumping into it. I like that a lot. And so, you know, he... He's, I don't know, he's got statistics, whatever, to show that people that follow his training pro- program, or at least this is his tagline, yeah. is that fewer injuries because you, well, yeah, you, you take enough slow, slower yeah. time to build up. Mm-hmm. You know, what's kind of ironic is on the one that I did, which was cross the finish line standing up, his last long run was 26 miles. And so when I completed mm-hmm. that 26 miles, I was like, you know, that's only two more tenths of a mile and I would have completed my marathon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what he does. But every other weekend, he pulls you back. So he he pulls you back to like six or eight miles. Yeah, and then the so next weekend, it's yeah, yeah, two miles farther that following weekend. And so to me, that's what, you know, what's has worked for me to get me across the finish lines is Jeff Galloway between the run walk. And it does after a while, you're kind of like, oh, man, I've been out here for a long time doing this training. But you really do come through less with less injuries because mm-hmm. you're not going so intense in a shorter period of time. It's spread out. So yeah. somebody trying to get into the the sport of running or slowly get in there, uh, following a Galloway training plan for, especially if you're trying to go for your first 5k or 10k or something, mm-hmm. it will give you much more gradual, easier, uh, into the sport and into the, what you're trying to yeah. accomplish than trying to just go all no, yeah. I like that a lot and then like you said and then if you avoid catastrophic injuries you're gonna probably stick right because yeah. You, yeah, yeah you don't have that then you don't have the time off um that an injury and the up course. and down that an injury yeah. gives you that's yeah. that's tough yeah. to work through starting over again mm-hmm. awesome well joe i mean i think uh i know i learned learned a lot and i just <laughs> love hearing I mean, guys like you are always an inspiration to me yes you know that's one benefit selfish benefit as a, being a trainer since I was 20 is I get to learn from people, you know, wiser and, and older than me and where I want to be. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate seeing the action you take and, and how you, um, yeah, do things. No, I appreciate you having me on and let me talk about something that over time I've become passionate about and, you know, just again, talking about systems and, you know, with coastal having been at coastal now for four years, the different pieces and parts it's again, it's not just coming to coastal for that gym class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and just doing that. It's all the parts and pieces that encompass the whole thing. And some of it, you're not really paying for or anything, but it's just those tangible, you pick them up intangible things like the podcast or being part of that group at four 30 in the morning mm-hmm. where you want to be there because of the other people that are there and the friends that you've made. Yeah. And you're all kind of encouraging each other and you know yoga and all just the just mm-hmm. the community spirit of part of a of coastal and everything else and so it's a it's a, a whole whole piece that mm-hmm. you start pulling in parts and pieces and things and then you create the system and two four years down the road you go wow i never yeah this is my lifestyle yeah <laughs> and, and, but it's not something that you you said okay as of today you know in four years from today yeah. this is exactly where i'm going to be you just you pick up you these evolve things, there slowly you incorporate those things and four years later you're yeah. like wow i yeah. didn't realize i never expected to be in the the place where i am and again it's the coastal and the and the the gym is kind of the, the foundation but everything else built around it as a as a yeah. system of pieces and parts that support all the things that you're trying to do so i'm I'm really appreciative of it and uh, the coaches and everything else and just the constant encouragement. And uh, it's just, it's great. I, I really, really yeah. enjoy it. And yeah, it's, it's made a huge impact in my life. Yeah. That's why we do it. That's what we love. To exactly. Yeah. And if someone's interested in, yeah, kind of keeping up with your runnings <laughs> and races, like you're on Instagram, right? 
Yeah. Joe Cool Runner. Joe Cool Runner. Kids, kids love, love to call me Joe Cool. And then one day I was starting the Instagram thing. They're like, oh, you got to be Joe Cool Runner. I'm like, okay. I mean, why not? Yeah, that's perfect. You know, writes itself. And we didn't even talk about gardening. I know. That's another, maybe that's another podcast. I I looked at the time and I was like thinking, because (laughs) the angle with the gardening too, I wanted to get into was, yeah, people are like, well, this guy works out and runs and, but look, you need to, we talk about all the time. You need to find hobbies that are more parasympathetic, you know, kind of help you chill out, zen out. And you're really into the gardening, which, um, does just that. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have to get into, we can maybe take a nutrition angle with that. I think, yeah. Hey, we Um, can have you on again for sure. (laughs) This is a good time. Yeah. But all right. I hope, hope you enjoyed it. If you're listening and again, yeah, reach out to Joe if you have any questions or also if you're interested in the sport of running and getting into it and you're in the local area, point two running is a great resource. Um, 4.30 4.30 a.m. class, man. That's the yeah, 4.30 a.m. He'll come at 4.30 with Joe. He'll, yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll be there. A special group there. <laughs> that is, yeah. Will, Will and I, unfortunately, are not part of that. We are group. not part of that group. <laughs> not a chance. Um, but, all right. Enjoy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yep. it. We'll catch you next time. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time.